1: The it's mostly like Spanish shipwrecks when Spain was out there just taking all the Indians' money and killing them and leaving. Oh, I
0: didn't know they did that.
1: Oh yeah, you never heard that about Spain? No, that was Spain please go shit,
0: on, buddy. They love. Is that why that. it's fine to be racist towards them? I mean, uh, you can't be racist towards Mexican, but Spanish people. It's like you can do Antonio Banderas. Hey, I yeah, yeah. We've you talked are... about
1: that. I mean, my my stance on that is like Spanish people. They're while white, they're still white. So you right. can go
0: in on them, right?
1: But the only reason Mexicans are associated with Spain is because Spain came and took all their gold and, and killed all their kings and gave them their, and their language. All, yeah, and then, yeah. What did they speak
0: tournament? before that? Uh, and Oh, that's true. They did speak Indian. They
1: spoke Aztec. What's up, Airheads? We're hey. back. Hi. Hey, there's Corey. Yeah. <laughs> it's the show. Producer Russ is over there. I'm Trey. We're heading. We're trying to hit. We just had some pizza from Fernandez, New York Pizza in Studio City. Shout out to them. God damn, it was good. The best. Tried to tell y'all, man. I told y'all before we got it. I said, it's floppy. It's
0: greasy. It's well, what's Well, I up. knew. Yeah, you knew. You've been had it before. I mean... Again, we're not sponsored by them, but I wish that we would be. But like for everybody in the Burbank slash Studio City uh, arena or whatever, you got to go to Fernando's. It is 100% the best. It's floppy but crispy. The cheese is wonderful. The meat is tremendous. And the meatballs are literally, I mean, not to bring back the last episode we did, but out of this world, uh-huh. if I may. Every slice B-I-S-S- is, like, two slices. I like, like, cru- for me,
1: crust has always is always been... what do it. Now, see, I'm going to say the opposite. Well, I'm not going to say the opposite because, like, when the crust... I need the crust to be right. But for me, the crust being right is, like, the crust is a delivery mechanism
0: Agreed. for the
1: topping. So, like, okay. uh, when the crust is too... Like, I want the crust to hold up but not be that much and just get the rest of the shit into my stupid fat mouth. I agree mouth, with you, but the what I crust
0: like. is often the difference between a good pizza and a great pizza because if your cheese and your meats and your sauce are both the same on two pieces of pizza, but one person has a good, crispy, nice, doughy-tasting crust, you're going to rank them higher. Mm-hmm. So, like, to me... I agree with you. The cheese, the sauce, the meat are the most important parts, but the difference between a place that has the exact same things in line and one has a better crust, you're going to notice it immediately.
1: Absolutely. So... This is the first episode of
0: 2023.
1: No shit. That's right. Yeah. Hey, here we go, guys. This podcast has in... been going a calendar year. Oh, Almost, goodness. not quite. Had uh, a great Christmas and New Year's. Pretty Had all good. Kinds of presents I love. What if I'm dead and things hit? That would be wild. <laughs> That's wild. We never thought about that. Thank we God. do this show from the past. I could be dead. So like we could any the three of us could be dead. And by the way, put it it's in the fuck wild. out. Oh, well, put it yeah, out dude. and let me say we're all not, this shit. We're not going to not put it out. Yeah, put it we out. We know that's what you would want. Of course, it's first of all. I, I mean, want. that is literally what you would want, of right? Course if you it die is. between now and the time it's time to put this out, you want it put the out. The last
0: thing, yeah, the last thing I would want to do is fuck over my business partners and my friends. Like, put it out. Not only put it out, like, hype it the fuck up. Do you want? Well, yeah, I was going to ask. Do you,
1: would you want us to like? make a preamble oh, yeah. before the episode like but be funny about it yeah oh yeah what? okay All right.
0: oh yeah but i mean like you know a lot of people like when someone dies like you'll see this on the internet a lot when someone dies there will be like uh someone that had done a podcast with this person they will put it out and be like rest in peace so-and-so we actually did a podcast together three years ago here's the episode and some people are just like that's fucked up that you're using their death as a way to promote your podcast i want everyone to do that shit mm-hmm. like if i've ever done anything for you when i die put that shit the fuck out and make it a big deal you know what i mean like don't don't be like we're we're so sorry that court be like yo this motherfucker dead as shit we have Oh yeah, oh dude, and just put me here, like have me taxidermy and just put me here, and you just do the show by yourself. I'm have for that. To yeah, make them back to you, then back to me. I
1: do your <laughs> voice the whole time. I don't know if you remember from the taxidermy episode, but evidently that's exceedingly difficult to do. To make stuff me? Yeah, not just you, but Wait, any a lot human. of stuff. Because again, of course, humans tried to stuff other humans, yeah, over right. and over again, but apparently that's really fucking hard. And why? I don't know
0: because the way our I knew. Why, oh my god! I
1: knew why at the time, but like, yeah, it just it don't hit. Look at
0: that. None of that hits. God damn. But like, they make a beaver look like a beaver.
1: I feel because like our skin translucent. I, I was about to say. I feel like I feel like the fur and shit makes that easier to pull right. off.
0: You can just put than a carpet our on our
1: skin, but our skin. It don't hit for being stuffed, you know. Look at that. That that ain't it. Is that? I mean, he's kind of hitting.
0: That's weekend at Bernie's. No, but I want you to like. When I die, I want everybody to take every possible advantage that they can.
1: But it's like, but see, I always thought, and that we're dipping back into the taxidermy episode now. But I always felt like I always thought that taxidermy was just like you take a corpse. Right. You pull everything out of it and you shove a bunch of newspaper in there or whatever. Right. But straw, evi- whatever. But, yeah. But evidently it don't be like that. Right. You gotta like reconstruct the whole thing.
0: Well, you like know what because I mean? so you're like because your flesh or you're like- Because to me, stuff in your, you your seems muscles are simple enough. Right. Your you muscles know, but, start to deteriorate. So right. like you've got to get something there to plump f- it up. Right, yeah. Exactly. But like just use like um I don't know, like that rubber shit that they used to make dolls. Like just mm-hmm. put, just put that in there. Right. And then have me sitting here and then, yeah, you just be like, here's, can I do an impression of you doing me, doing me, doing you? I would love for you to do that. Okay. So be like, Hey, what's going on, airheads? What's going on? My name's Trey Crowder. Uh, uh As you know, uh, I sound like Dr. Phil with a sinus infection. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, over here, we got uh, Professor Cho. Professor Cho, are you excited to be doing this episode? Back to you, Trey. All yeah. right. That was Professor Cho. Lord, he sure is dead. Yeah. All right. So that's how that would go yeah
1: i think that's exactly how that would go
0: yeah we are very terrence and Philippy in the sense that we'll fart
1: so on this the first edition of the 2023 version of putting on airs i'm going to be talking about venn diagram where things overlap rich and trash uh designer clothes you might mm. think poor people don't fuck with designership but you're wrong you inaccurate. Think it, you're thinking about it incorrectly which we'll explain
0: later, and then uh, I've completely forgotten. What's uh, Professor Cho about? I thought it would be nice, since you're talking about designer clothes, for me to talk about another thing that kind of overlaps between rich people and fancy people, and that is eggs, Eggs except for these are Fabergé eggs. Fabergé. Fabergé. Fabragé. Fabragi eggs. Fabraji eggs. Yeah, we're not. Really I
1: don't know who. Fabergé... You kind of have a Fabraji egg jacket on here. Yeah, you wore it already. Ripped the sleeves out of Well, you, you know. You ripped the back it, out. You flexed in it, ripped the back out. I was but too Y'all hard. can't tell that from the front. Uh, yeah, they really. Old man Fabraji, he really did something with them
0: eggs. He sure did. He really struck a chord yeah
1: i didn't know you could make eggs hit that hard i did like, not either well i mean outside of food, denny's food yeah, yeah right i right. know i know you can make eggs hit very hard Man, it's often do, eggs is wild it's often the
0: egg that do it wait it, it is the egg hold that on Trey. eggs hold on make tray.
1: so many things hit so much harder
0: can i for a second ask you something and i'm i'm almost begging you when we talk about fabergé eggs can we also just talk about eggs yeah, can we, can do, we do like you want a to, yeah. can we do like a double? Like can uh-huh. I do a Venn diagram thing too? A yeah. uh, Fabergé eggs and just regular eggs? We can do whatever you want to, baby. Okay, cuz I d- I have not prepared it, but I have a feeling that me and you are very qualified to just talk about eggs. So it is Fabergé?
1: I thought it was Fabru, Fabruge. No,
0: Fabergé.
1: Fabergé.
0: Fabergé. We yeah,
1: put, Fabergé is what said. Yeah, Fabergé. All right. But we're, we're going to before... talk about regular eggs, too, right? Of course. I can't okay. wait. Before we get to all that, uh, I had something occur to me. I said on a recent episode, I was talking about people collecting shit, and all the rich people's shit, the things they collect, was literally treasure. hmm You know, precious Gold. metals, gems- things of that nature and it's like literally the type of shit you'd find in a pharaoh's tomb yeah which is wild (laughs) it's wild to think about treasure still being a thing but treasure ain't going nowhere but then i thought beyond that like i was like are there still
0: treasure hunters Mm -hmm. right because like you think you're a treasure hunter absolutely
1: please elaborate
0: well i mean i just feel like there's no difference in me hunting antiques and there are people hunting treasure that's no that ain't what i mean i'm talking
1: about like an indiana jones treasure hunting motherfucker well
0: guess what i'm about to do that now
1: arrows i'm not talking about going to some place and off the Off the beaten path, Pennsylvania, and finding a sweet clock.
0: Well, if I I ever retire, I'm going to be a fucking treasure hunter. How about that?
1: Well, because evidently you can do it. Like, because I think, well, yeah, anyone can hunt. I know, but dude, no, there's been people that find shit. Like, because I I think sometimes about how, like, we've totally missed. uh, There's a famous quote from some famous motherfucker that's like, I was born too late to explore the earth and too early to explore the stars Jimmy the Buffett. cosmos something like that Jimmy Buffett I think famously said well he was
0: I, yes I am a pirate 200 years too late
1: we are the middle children of history born too late to explore earth born too early to explore the galaxy that's James Clear who everybody knows that's a
0: great quote and so true it is
1: because well, I think sometimes about like Russia wow, okay spilling shit we're good uh, I think sometimes about like how like Dude, people, white people, used to be able to, like, well, cl- Claim stuff. White people with money could go, like, Ex- explore. You right. could just explore. You could go to, like, a king and be like, Give some money to an explore, and when I'm exploring, if I find some gold, that'll hit for all of us, and the king will be like, yeah. That does hit. they'll take all their gold. How about spice, hit. dog? And they would go and explore.
0: Right. Because and now we've seen sti- it all. We've
1: seen it all, exactly. Right. So on a similar, in a similar vein, I was thinking about treasure. It's like, you know, we've seen all the movies. People go and find treasure and shit. But do they still be treasure? Guess what? They do still be.
0: I'm so blown away. I did not know that. Because like, like you, I too was like, I've been under the impression that like, we've seen everything that there is to see, except maybe at the bottom of the ocean. And that's
1: where almost all
0: of it is. Okay. Shipwrecks.
1: The It's mostly like Spanish shipwrecks when Spain was out there just... Taking all the Indians' money and killing them and leaving. Oh, I didn't know they did that. Oh, yeah, you never heard that about Spain?
0: No, please go on, buddy. They love. Is that why it's fine to be racist towards them? I mean, uh, you can't be racist towards Mexican, but Spanish people, it's like, you can do Antonio Banderas. Hey, yeah, we've do you talked are... about that.
1: I mean, my, my stance on that is like, Spanish people, they're, white. they're still white, so you right. can go in on them. Right. But the only reason Mexicans are associated with Spain is because Spain came and took all their gold and killed and all their kids And gave them their and language. All, yeah, and then, yeah, What did they speak tournament?
0: before that? Uh, Indian. Oh, that's true. They did speak Indian. They spoke Aztec. Oh, yeah, well, I'll be damned. I spoke uh,
1: in the. They spoke in the. Yeah, cadence it's hard of to do murder. this, isn't it? Yeah. Murder. No. Yeah. Like You ever seen that? Uh, I'm all over the place right now, but you that's ever fine. seen that? Uh, there's what like show a, do you think you're on? There's an Aztec instrument that's a hollowed out skull that makes the screams <laughs> of the damned. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Russ? It's, it's like. the Aztec uh, death whistle. Aztec
0: death whistle. <laughs> it's like. Do they also use it as a soccer ball? Yeah,
1: bring it up. Yeah, right. Yeah, they uh so yeah, the Aztecs
0: was metal as
1: fuck. Dude, Dude hardly, they were they ain't hardly ever been nobody are more metal than still the Aztecs. Them? Uh I think they're just Mexicans now. Oh right. Well that checks which out they hit too. What about their calendar? They hit too. They're less metal, which is that's good, good Sorry, for them. Oh,
0: that's all right. Oh, that ain't it. What the fuck is this? Get premium, you dumb fuck. Ahead, are oh, you are right. you not oh, allowed to play this? No, no, I just want to get to the part where she's not t- yeah, that would yeah, hit, yeah. I think. Here comes the Aztec death whistle. Ah! What the fuck? As you can see,
1: super high what? pitch. It changes if you cup your hands.
0: What? Ah! What
1: the <laughs> fuck?
0: That's a bird
1: dying dog. Bro, that was their flute. Like what? It's so funny to me to think about something like malcontent Aztec. What the some malcontent aztec teenager up in his room just like i just want to play yeah right leave me alone ah! dad i'm an artist i need to express myself and then, yeah ah!
0: and also some <laughs> hilarious aztec <laughs> uncle who was just like hey nephew here's a skull for your birthday and then just looks at his parents yeah. just like hey fuck you how many
1: hearts you think them whistles went for oh man that a, is how they paid for they stuff. They a heart-based economy, as I understand it. I mean, that's like five hearts, I'd say. Yeah, we've been colonialist as
0: fuck right now. Uh, but also, she has means. horns, this lady. Yeah, uh, I'm seeing. <laughs>
1: it's so funny, dude. Is she playing different Smallest. skulls? Yeah, she got yeah different, Largest. different death whistles. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine a whole orchestra of those together. Yeah. All together. And they're like, like John Dude. Williams trying to score something right. with death skulls. They're, they're all getting mad at each other and shit. Yeah. It's like,
0: that's the wrong
1: pitch. Yeah, fucking. More blood you're, curdling. You're out
0: of tune. It's supposed to sound like the right. devil crapping. Right. You're not curdling enough
1: blood. <laughs> yeah. fucking, you need to go harder. What would our fucking demon bird God think about that? Oh, that is uh, fucking
0: insane. I didn't know shit about that.
1: I hope it's okay to rip on the Aztecs. I'm not. Buddy, here's the
0: deal. It is. Well, well, no, we're not ripping on it. Well, first off, look, if you don't think that wild, you are a liar. So treasure hunting, right? Right.
1: (laughs) People be treasure hunting. There are companies that exist who are like, you know. Like
0: the East India Company.
1: Well, I mean, not like that. I mean, goddamn, Apple is our East India company. Yeah, that's true. That's but No, true. I don't mean like that. I mean, they're, they're listed as like underwater salvage companies or whatever, but they're right. like treasure hunting companies. They go out and just dig around on the ocean floor looking for Spanish gold and stuff, and sometimes they find them. There's this motherfucker named Mel Fisher. He's dead now. But Mel Fisher started diving back in the day. The only like, type of
0: fisher there should be, by and he the was way. like,
1: I bet you there's... F- <laughs>
0: yeah. Female <laughs> Me, Fisher's <laughs> like that. He
1: started diving and he was Clean like... Clean
0: them! He was like,
1: uh, I bet you there's gold down here. I'm going to look for gold. And then I'll be goddamn. In 1985, Mel Fisher made the find of his career when he discovered the Spanish treasure galleon Nuestra Senora de Atocha which sank off the Florida Keys in 1622. He recovered in total $450 million My
0: God. worth
1: of treasure, That's including like... 40 tons of gold and silver and some of the finest emeralds ever mined. That's like
0: scratching lottery tickets on an insane level. I know, but there's... Where you're like, I'm going out to the ocean, and here's how much ocean there is. There's a fuck ton of ocean. So I'm going to go to one particular part of the ocean, which is essentially like scratching off one part of a lottery ticket going, I bet there's gold right here. And then you fucking hit that shit. That's crazy. But
1: the thing is, it's not just him. It's not just that dude. That's him. That's him. That's Mel Fisher. He dead now. Rest in peace. But his kids, he died hitting, I his guarantee kids still run his like treasure hunting company. And according to their website, they're still out there digging around on the ocean floor to this day. But they also, they sell treasure and shit. You could buy what treasure off them. You can buy like. Well, yeah. What else would they do with it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I feel like. You keep treasure, about gold, and yeah, shit. it's an We're investment. Just, I mean, yeah, you would sell it, but I'm saying you have to sell it to people.
0: Yeah, right. You you'd wouldn't sell, sell it to sell people. It to you'd sell bank. it to a duke. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
1: But yeah, but the thing, it's not like you said. It's like hitting the fucking water lottery. Yeah. Right. But it's not just him. There's plenty of other ones too. This dude named Greg Stem owns a salvage company called Odyssey Marine Explana- Exploration, and they have over the course of their existence discovered 1.4 billion dollars worth of lost treasure on the ocean floor. Word? Yes. And sometimes they find this treasure and it's always seems like it's mostly the Spanish and it's like it seems like the Spanish were real good at stealing Indians gold but and real bad it. at getting it back. <laughs> yeah, right. Getting it back to Spain. <laughs> Like, they were real good at the getting gold part, but real <laughs> yeah. bad at the not dying in a hurricane <laughs> part. It seems like, from what I can tell, because it's always a Spanish galleon right, or whatever. But yeah, but sometimes you find them, and depending pen where you find them, the country where you find them will be like, you can't have that gold. That's our gold, which, like, frankly, I'm surprised that don't always happen.
0: Right, because it's like, that's our ocean so they right? do it but yeah. like you can't i don't want to get all ocean. super stonery about this but like not and, on this show and i'm pretty sure that this is like a quote from super troopers but it's like <laughs> it is like you can't own the water man no like man. you can't like that's international waters it's literally maritime law yeah like if i water find something if i find something in the ocean that's shit is be mine mine. right i'm sorry to the spaniard that farted out this shit but like that's mine apparently
1: they don't all agree with that
0: and look at that jurassic park motherfucker that's
1: Lee spence found a hundred million dollars worth of spanish gold
0: see that's Uh, what i want to do when i retire you see this whole gold that does well yes but i mean the pursuit of it like i know that i will never find it but like you see this guy he's wearing like the uh the 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 like khaki vest with the uh fisherman's hat yeah
1: no he's got the official like explorer Borer uniform look, I, on. Like right. that. like, I like that like i think a, that's a, a- yeah, yeah. It's like, like we why ta- be a treasure hunter if you ain't gonna good dress look like, like that. that? Like yeah, I right. like
0: we talked about Benjamin Franklin on a couple episodes ago, where he like retired at forty two, and what he did was like the eternal pursuit of knowledge. I've always thought like people go, oh, when I'm retired, I ain't gonna do shit. I'm just gonna sit in my chair and watch TV. I'm like, I I think that like that's how I would spend my retirement. Like, why not dig the bottom of the ocean and look for gold?
1: Well, because I mean. To take a practical uh, approach to it. They, I hate
0: you with your fucking pragmatism. They
1: have to like, they got to fund that. Yeah,
0: right. But, I, but I'm saying- Boats like, cost money. But
1: some of these guys, they like went out to investors. It's so wild to me. Right. They went to actual investors and they were like, hey- I'm going to look for gold. I'm going to go out in the ocean and try to find some Spanish gold. I'll give you some. Sometimes investors were like, eh, here's $12 yeah. million. Right. Like, that does not seem like a wise investment to me.
0: No, but I mean, some. the only thing is that some of them have seen it pay off where they're like, yeah, we give you $12 million. And then they come up and they find the Hope Diamond and they're like, okay, fuck yeah. But like, no, I'm with you. And we always talk about on this show about how like, People don't stay rich by investing in dumb stuff but like like it, treasure hunters like treasure hunters yeah, right, yeah. like like a Nicolas Cage blockbuster right, movie right. in the 2000s Right Yeah but I guess they do. It does it? Yeah. Because that's the only way to like. But we also think we we forget to think about the fact that like a lot of these people got rich because they did something stupid and it paid off. Like when you make a dumb fucking bet, like how many times have I made a parlay that seems stupid, but then it paid off and then here I am. And so now I look like a genius. You know what I'm saying? So like Mm -hmm. they do it once and then they blow all their fucking money. Y'all, I ain't trying to sound mean or nothing, but if you think that all Bluetooth speakers are the same, well, they're not. You're you're silly. Nobody can hang with my boys over at Big Dog Speakers. What I like about them personally the most is that they're from Augusta, Georgia. Go dogs, baby! But here's the deal: you know, at to be a redneck, you must. Crank your music, oftentimes to ear-piercing levels. These bad boys here, the Scouts, go up to 105 decibels, but it don't sound weird, and it don't click and pop. It's super clear. It's 40 watts. It's waterproof, so if you spill your Miller Lite on it, no big deal. It also charges other devices. You can plug your phone into it, your iPad into it, your cigarette into it, whatever you want to do. 15 hours of playback. You can listen to the Jimmy Buffett Live album like for... Three times, like three times front and back. There's four. It's great. You can also pair two of them so you can get that stereo sound. It's going to sound like you right there. You can also listen to our podcast in it. And it'll seem like me and Trey are on both sides of your head arguing about squirrels. The Big Dog Scout is now available online at BigDogSpeakers.com for $99, but, yo, you get 20% off with the promo code POA. For more information on Big Dog Speakers, visit BigDogSpeakers.com. And again, the Scout is the best speaker in the world, and you can get it 20% off with the promo code POA at bigdogspeakers.com. Woof!
1: Yeah, so I don't know how any of this relates to designer clothes, but that's what I want to talk
0: about. Oh, so, I forgot what we were even doing. If I'm being honest with so, you, I forgot what we were recording.
1: Because at first, I feel like maybe Katie or you, somebody, I mix you and Katie up all the time during my life. <laughs> One of y'all, feel like suggested why? designer brands to me because you're the two loves of my life. That's why.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you, Trey.
1: Suggested designer brands to me, and and I feel like at first I was like, "What? Damn, fucking trash." People don't fuck with that, but then I realized that they do. There's both like the bootleg version. Yeah. But there's but there's also, like, we think of designer brands and we just think of, like, the fancy ones that hit, but they're not the only ones. Tommy Hilfiger's so we'll a designer to, brand. We'll get to that a little later. It goes way lower than Tommy Hilfiger. Well, oh, yeah, think about of course. It. But, like, hidden designer clothes, it's like it's one of those things, it's a lot like wine, in my opinion, where it's like you look into it and you're like, why does this hit? And there are... There are, like, practical explanations for it. Oh, they use higher quality things. They spend more time on it. They're, you know, uh, they're done by craftsmen or craftswomen, whatever. It's like, it's not just bullshit. It's higher quality or whatever. But it seems like what it mostly comes down to is, like, you decide you want to make stuff that hits for people to hit. Right. You get somebody that hits to wear your shit and talk about how it
0: hits. Right. Or
1: it be made to hit, and then you just hit after that.
0: Right. You understand what I'm saying? That's why Giselle is, like, like, such a – she's still in demand because, like, she'll just wear something, and people will be like, that must hit. That hits. Because Giselle's wearing it. Right.
1: But it's also, like – I think we talked about Apple or something at one point, but it's, like, for a lot of these designers, it's it, – of it is you're just paying for the name. Of course. To begin with. Nike
0: is like, there's sweatshirts that like, the Nike, like, there's like a, like, I have a Nike sweatshirt and I have another one that's like a complete off-brand Walmart type sweatshirt and I swear to God... They feel the same. They look the same. They're made from the same material. It's just that one of them has that check mark on it. Mm-hmm. And so when people see me in it, they're like, he wearing a Nike. Like Abercrombie with the moose, their polos were not made any better than any other polo. Matter of fact, I could argue that they were made worse, but they had the moose on it. Right. So people were like, he got the moose. Hey, he, he must hit. Well,
1: see, and that's how that's how the whole thing works the whole time. Like... You come out the gate, and I feel like a lot of people come out the gate, they hit to begin with in some way. They've got connections and stuff, but it's like you get people that hit to wear your shit, right? right. And if you can do that, and then it like becomes known that your shit hits for people who hit am i making sense here yes lacoste the alligator then, like all that shit you're just you're in there right yeah to that point and it's like they're not doing balenciaga anything. is are, a great better, example of that better than it's not that they're not at all better like they have more quality but it's like to the same extent that they cost that much more yeah no of course it's not. It's just like you're wearing it to be wearing it. But what's wild to me is some designer Some designers don't put their shit on their shit. Right. Am I making
0: sense now? Yeah.
1: They don't put their logo or whatever on their clothes. And that's, the, that's, a, that's like, a
0: feature of it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, no, we're not like, advertising like, no, we put, no, our you, shit. You
1: got to know what hits to know how hard I hit. Right,
0: exactly. You know what I mean? Like Eddie Bauer does. Yeah. Now, not that Eddie Bauer is a designer or whatever, but one of the reasons that I've, and you know me, Trey, huge Eddie Bauer guy. Love and it! You're part of the Eddie Bauer family, aren't? Are you not? Without question, I used to work there. He worked for
1: Eddie Bauer, yeah.
0: I did, and one of the reasons that I used to love Eddie Bauer t-shirts is because the Eddie Bauer t-shirt didn't have a logo on it. It was just a nice, well-made cotton blend t-shirt that was logoless because I didn't like to have like. When you get up, like when you wear a polo shirt, it's got the horse on it. And a lot of people are always like, this is kind of bullshit because what really I'm doing is I'm paying money to be a billboard for this company. So like the horse is not actually that great of a design. But yeah. with Eddie Bauer, I never felt that way.
1: So there's a. a oh, my God. I just went blank. He's a rapper. He hits. He's from Southern California. It's uh, uh, what's his name? What's the thing? Jesus Christ! It's a, he's got a song. Um, he's got a lyric that goes. Uh, he's talking about designer shit, and he goes, "I feel like fuck Versace, they raping n words pockets."
0: Uh-huh. Uh With the n word, I don't understand.
1: Oh, right. What? Yeah. I don't. What's that? Well, it's a word that starts with n. That. All right. People say, but we ain't. We can't say.
0: Okay, we'll we'll look into that later. Song. Okay. I feel
1: like fuck Versace. They rape in in words, pockets. Something about being acknowledged. Just thank me for the profits. Right. Right. And it's like, it's fucking. It's oh my god. He's hugely famous, or at least he was for a while. And I can't remember the name of a sink. North North. He's got a song called North North. Mm. He's from LA. Is that about? Look up North North Russ. N-O-R-F, Does that mean North N-O-R-F, North? North? When when you find out this dude's name, we're all gonna be like, "Oh right, that guy." Right. Right. Literally, North 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 North, North. Vince Staples. Staples. Oh yeah, I love Vince Staples. Staples. Yeah. Anyway, and so it's like, and I feel like that's what he's talking about. Where it's like, we we are making these. We're promoting you, right? We're we're spending all kinds of money on this shit for no good reason, and all we're doing is making them richer because we're making a hit harder. For no, we're spending money to make them hit harder, right? And they're the ones that get all the shine, and we get no acknowledgement. Well, that's for why, it or whatever, and that's how all that shit works with all them people and stuff that hits. That's like why if you get a place where you hit for fucking. Rich, powerful, influential people, or what tastemakers and shit like that. You know, you're just set, and they'll do
0: your job. Of course, for, for you. you, right? And you know? I feel that same way about like the most genius thing that. I apologize Nike, to Vince Staples. He really hits for me. I love Vince Staples. I love Vince Staples. I, 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 name, Vince Staples. Yeah. I don't know what the N word is, but I love Vince <laughs> Staples. I so I feel the same way about Nike. I love Nike, and I think the most brilliant thing that Nike ever did was come up with like the check mark. Like it's beautiful; it's actually aesthetically pleasing. So what they did was they found out a way to have their logo, like when you when you buy like my favorite shoes of all time, and you know this are Jordan ones, Jordan ones or a high-top shoe where the Nike check is part of the design, right? Under Armour's design kind of looks shitty when it's put on stuff, and some people just have to have their name put there like Polo. But the Nike check in itself is a part of the design, and it is what makes that shoe look great. But it also is when somebody sees me wearing it, they go, Those are Nikes, because that's a check mark, and that's what Nike does. But they made it a part of the design, and it was so aesthetically pleasing that they knew these are going to be a walking billboard for our shit. Right. Right. Even like, I'm not a famous person, but me walking around wearing Nikes, people go, Nikes, those hit.
1: Well, you know, and like we're talking about getting people to hit to rock your shit. Phil Knight was running around hustling in like the 80s how he, he got jordan did you right and yeah. before he got he tried to get uh magic, magic johnson. johnson and he went
0: to converse right exactly yeah.
1: but like phil knight was like because he knew he's like i get one of these dudes i'm in right like i exactly. can spend
0: however much money i need to spend i'm fucking in right and the original shoes that he had were the cortez's i believe that was the original nike track shoe and like the re- like people don't understand this when Michael Jordan signed with Nike. That would be like right now, right. if LeBron James signed with a company right. you've right. never heard yeah, of, right? A company you've never heard of, right? It was unprecedented, but they were like, but Phil Knight was smart and he was like, however much money you fucking need, I'm in, right? So yeah, I mean, I'm like, taking
1: over your shit. Just no, like it you. hits all. I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad you're doing it. But yeah, and it's like, it's the type of thing that I feel like I think about Gucci, Versace, Louis Vuitton, and stuff like that, and my trash ass. I'm like, that's so dumb. It's just clothes. Who gives a fuck? But then like, you know, I still have the shit that hits for me.
0: You, you got, got Gucci I mean? slides I
1: stuff that I hit. Yeah, I got Gucci slides. Yeah, I kind of almost got. It's those a as status a joke. thing.
0: But like I know, but it's still a it's still. But the reason that you got it as a joke, and I would have done the same thing, is because it's funny that your redneck ass has Gucci right, slides, right? But you, but they got your money, right? Because you were like, these are super expensive, and most people don't think that I could have these, so I'm gonna get these. Most and I do that shit too.
1: Most people don't think that I could have these. That goes back to again, it's always the same root explanation for all this: is that it's exclusivity. Regular people can't yep. have it. That's the thing that. It really yep. makes it hit for rich people, fancy people, whatever. Before we transition into talking about, uh, the redneck version of this, uh, a good transition point. I think I wanted to give a shout out to, and I don't know the guy, but do you know, Billy Reed, you know, who Billy Reed is Billy Reed is a golfer. Billy Reed that I'm talking about is an American fashion designer who is along with Mark Jacobs, Tom Ford and Michael Kors. One of only four fashion designers who have ever won three or more CFDA, like the fashion Oscars. Hold on. Billy Reed. Can I guess what
0: he does? Florida? No. I was going to guess the Big Johnson guy.
1: No, but Big John, we're going to get to Big Johnson. No
0: fear. No, 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 dude. This guy hits. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, no, Freaking I know. Mark but
1: Jacobs, Tom Ford. Yeah. You think the big Johnson guy is winning the same awards I that thought Tom that's Ford won? Well, I thought
0: that's what you were trying to tell me. No,
1: Billy Reed is from Florence, Alabama, and he still lives in Florence, Alabama, but he's on the level of Tom Ford and these guys. He sells uh, lived-in luxury, broken-in luxury clothes, so it's like rustic jackets that hit which i like but i'm, saying, I'm a fan of I'm that i'm saying he's like he's head right, to but totally what's his gym. brand
0: billy reed oh it's called billy reed yeah okay so i thought that you were trying to be like this guy so named look, billy, reed, this shit, billy reed i thought you were trying to tell me that this guy named billy reed and then secretly it was going to be like this I'm is saying, blah, billy blah blah reed
1: sounds red he's from it Florence, does, Alabama. Yeah. florence alabama is right across the state line from where katie's from of Wayne's course where I, that's where patterson and them are from they're yeah. from that area and Patterson, that's a very Patterson well, look right Patterson there. Patterson is the reason I know about him. Patterson, shout really? Out. Shout out Patterson. Does Huber, he wear their, their shit? I was talking to Patterson for our book. I was interviewing Patterson about North Alabama or whatever, and he started talking about Billy Reed. Yeah, is that
0: Patterson? Was,
1: <laughs> Billy Reed looks <laughs> just like Patterson. And, and I didn't know who Billy Reed was at the time, and Patterson, like, you know, uh, cued me into him or whatever. But anyway, his name's fucking Billy Reed. He's from Alabama. And but yet he's on the level of Tom Ford and all these guys, which is why I said I lived in is the shit he draws the or he's like he's the over like he's the right. bridge. He's the betri- bridge between the two. Right. Because, again, you think designer clothes, you think rednecks, white trash don't like that. But then you already mentioned Big Johnson is a
0: brand. Is a brand. You know what I mean? No it's Fear the, like, is no a fear. brand. So it's funny. I, S- Cutter and Buck. Cutter and I've Buck. Got, uh,
1: yeah that hits i wrote down no no fair right big johnson uh rush you know big johnson yeah yeah.
0: Everybody, everybody knows and with a worm looking dude with a big old dick yeah. and he, yeah and there's like each one of them is like a political cartoon like each shirt is like a political cartoon like the last one i have my buddy bought it for me and this is the last big Johnson shirt I ever owned I used to own a lot of them. Now, my mom didn't know about any of them because my mom, if she saw me in a big Johnson shirt, she'd get mad. But the last one I had, it was green and it was Tiger Woods riding in a golf cart. And he had a huge black eye and Elon was chasing him with a fucking, you know, mm-hmm. golf club or whatever. And then there was just like big Johnson on the side going, eh. you know. Right. See that's
1: designer clothes. It is designer clothes. <laughs> it is though.
0: Like it is. That's a brand.
1: Right. So uh but there's also like there's variations of it in between, but it's the same exact thing. An example I thought of is affliction. Oh yeah. Right? Like affliction, obviously it wasn't for fancy people, it was for bro ass douchebags. Yeah, but it's but, designer. Like, it was the Gucci yes. of those guys. Of course. It was like if you're in that world, you gotta have, have some affliction, affliction yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like did,
0: it, did that bug ever get you?
1: I had a couple of shirts in that vein. I'm Chinstrap. not gonna lie. Yeah, chin strap. Chin strap era, Chin strap era tray had some shirts that looked sort of like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not so fortunate that like
0: <laughs> it tempted me. It yeah. really did tempt me. And then for some reason, well, not for some reason. I know the reason. I saw when I saw it. Like, in the world, I go, damn, that's kind of bad. Because they are badass looking. Right. And I saw them, and I was like, man, that's badass. And then I had a, like, you just see one buddy wearing it, being all affliction-y, mm-hmm. and you're just like, never mind. Well,
1: my favorite shirt that I had that was in that vein was, it was clearly an affliction ripoff, because it was during that era, but it was a Jamie Johnson concert
0: t-shirt. He had a very affliction vibe there, and like, yeah. like,
1: I would... Almost wear that shirt right now because, right. like, Jamie Johnson hits for me. Of course, it's great. Was, but it was Jamie Johnson merch that was ripping off the affliction. affliction vibe. Yeah, so it's very affliction y, but yet it's Jamie Johnson at the same time. So, which, if y'all don't know, Jamie Johnson's a country, country, do you, Americana. Do you know song, about Ride Rank?
0: Ryan Rank? Ride Rank. Ride Rank? No, so, I don't. So, Ride mm-hmm. Rank is the um, bull riding affliction. Like the people that are into the bull riding world, it's called ride rank and it's fucking huge now. And basically it's the same thing as affliction, but it's for dude that rides bulls. So like instead of it being like a barbed wire thing, it'll be like a bull's horns and shit like that. Uh And so it's absolutely yeah, that right there. So ride rank is enormous in that world. And do you remember when I worked at Yellowstone and I rode back home with the my buddy Jesse? Yeah. And we sold fucking his CDs and made it back there. Well, we did the Bluestone Rodeo. Jesse got booked at the Bluestone Rodeo uh, and just to play songs after the rodeo in this tiny little bar. And so we get there and we start talking to this guy who was super fucking cool. And he was just like, hey, man. I've been listening to, you know, you do music and I was doing jokes and stuff like I was walking around telling people jokes selling the cities like you guys are great. He goes, would you like to come eat with me? And it was at like a Longhorn Steakhouse. But he was like my treat, And we were like, fuck, yeah, man. Fuck, yeah. So we go and this guy's telling us he's like, hey, man, I've got my name's I can't remember what his name is. He's like, I've got this startup And, uh, really he's like, I'm doing pretty decent, but like, all I'm trying to do is make enough money to afford all the Dr. Pepper and all the dip that I can, that I can have. And it was the guy that started ride rank. And that was like his first, (laughs) that was like his first, he went and was like selling his shit at a rodeo. So like, I met that guy when he was starting it up and he bought me dinner.
1: Well, I imagine he got what he wanted. He All did Doctor Pepper and Dip a man could ever he ask did. for. So
0: No <laughs> I'm so, sorry, I know that was stupid, but I felt like I couldn't not say it. No, that hit
1: so that last last thing, talking about trash designers.
0: Let's go to the POA mm-hmm.
1: doc. Cho I'm certain you do. Do you remember Dixie Outfitters?
0: Bro, are you kidding me? It had the rebel flag. Yeah. There was a, their the, whole uh,
1: branding was rebel flag. Keep going down a little bit more, Russ. Right there, Dixie Outfitters. Yeah,
0: I mean, like I'm gonna like don't cancel me or nothing. But like I had some Dixie Outfitter shirts, right? Well, they like were we huge. all did.
1: They were huge. Their whole branding was the rebel flag, right? And I remember in in like the late '90s, Salina, Tennessee, Dixie Outfitters got banned from my school. Because of the rebel, the rebel flag. flag. Oh yeah, yeah, that never happened well, to us. We, we had black kids in my school.
0: Oh right, right? Yeah, so we had anyway, one. And I took so her to prom. Shout out.
1: This was a problem then, and it was a huge controversy because all the rednecks were like, "It was the whole it's heritage, not hate." Right. That whole thing was a big thing. That was two thousand one. So, so this is why I wanted us to bring it up. I found out Dixie Outfitters is still around. And look what they're doing now,
0: dog. Oh my god. Look at this Leaned shit in. For
1: people that are only listening, there's a fucking t-shirt. It's an American flag in the background. It's a ripped Donald Trump Looks like flag Travis like, Barker. with uh yeah, Travis Barker's like, he's got like Tupac tattoos, but they say MAGA and patriotic on them. Then there's a picture of Donald Trump riding a lion with an American flag and fireworks Jesus behind Christ. him. But this Dixie Outfitters still around, and this is what they're
0: doing. Right Can I now. tell you something? Look at that. Baby, baby Yoda, Yoda, Yoda with a rebel baby- flag. <laughs> I, okay, now you've killed me. Now you've pissed me the fuck off. First off, it's not Baby Yoda. It's Grogu. That's yeah. his actual Christian name. Here's the thing, not to get political because I know we don't get political on this show. I know I that we get political <laughs> enough to shit on the rebel flag. No, 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 I know, no, but not, not about to what I'm about to say. Here's what bothers me. And I don't understand. I'm the opposite of that. But if someone get, tried to sell me a shirt With Joe Biden riding a fucking bear on it, I would go get the fuck out of here. That is stupid as shit, idiot. I'm not an idiot, and like to see how far Dixie Outfitters has fallen. (laughs) Because at one point it (laughs) was about story days. It was a white shirt. With a rebel flag on yeah. it, with a dude holding saying, a bass was, with a hook in his mouth. I was gonna say
1: maybe a tractor.
0: That's what a I'm guy saying with a tractor and a rebel flag. You Dixie can Outfitters, and you can yeah. justify that. Right, yeah. You yeah. can justify that because it wasn't until eighth grade when I started actually really uh, piping up to the whole it's heritage not hate thing. Because like the Confederate flag, like and you know you literally wrote an article for Rolling Stone about it. Yeah. Shout out to Trey writing an article for Rolling Stone. But like we didn't think about we're just like, yeah, that's a flag that we have, whatever. And then I remember in eighth grade, that's when Georgia was going to change its flag. And it was a whole big deal. And everybody in our school, even the teachers were saying this to us. They were like, it's heritage, not hate. And then I remember like, I don't know what news program I was watching in eighth grade, but somebody like giving the opposite spin that was just like, The heritage there is that the Confederacy represents slavery, and that's why it's bad. And I was like, in eighth grade, I was like, oh, yeah, fuck that. Mm -hmm. And then all my Dixie Outfitter shirts went in the fucking trash. Mm -hmm. But you now this fucking company has doubled down and has a fucking Donald Trump with a six-pack...
1: like Bro, what else are they going to do? do you know no i mean? know like, and good like, for them i doubling guess Doubling down was their only option i feel like i just don't, it don't, uh, still don't hit. but i
0: don't understand I, that shit because like again as much as i'm anti that i could i would never wear an article of clothing with any politician on it mm. any like like, if you, like, here's a free Joe Biden t shirt. I'd be like, cool. I'm washing my car with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's just fucking the most doubling down nonsense I've ever seen. Russ, look up what Big Johnson's doing right now. I need to know.
1: Okay. Just look up Big Johnson clothing, see if they
0: still exist. Because they were pretty right. risque at the time. I have to imagine that they are like, borderline insane right now. Wouldn't you think? Big Johnson clothing. Let's find out. Let's see. Let's see what they're doing.
1: Uh, yeah, they still got bigjohnson.com. Yeah, seems like they're just still keeping the dream alive, dude, from what I can tell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think they're still just they're doing just their They're right, just regular. I Scroll in on that shirt. Let's see what it says.
1: It's a dick joke.
0: Oh, it's malt liquor. Yeah, and that's pretty much all Big Johnson ever was.
1: That's what well, you I'm know what?
0: I'm so proud of them.
1: Pops up fast, goes down slow,
0: dude. Keep, if dude. it ain't broke, don't
1: yeah, right, exactly.
0: <laughs> Wait, hold on, Russ. Good for them, do you have your credit card? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want us to all get that Big Johnson shirt. Well, get it, buy it, buy three of those. Uh, you're an XL. I'm uh, me and Trey are both larges. That's tremendous. I'm sorry for taking this over, Trey. No,
1: that's all right. No, we're done. I'm ready to talk about eggs.
0: Oh, cool. Let's talk about eggs right after this. We're going to take a break, and we're going to talk about Fabergé eggs.
1: Y'all, do you have any idea how much your subscriptions cost? You know, all the different little things you subscribe to. You got all the streaming services, the music apps, but then you also got your little uh, face swap GIF maker apps that are absolutely paramount for uh, getting a subscription to. We all know what that's like. Most Americans think that they spend around $80 a month on such subscriptions. But in reality, the actual total is closer to $200 a month. And if you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, then you need Rocket Money. The average person has around 12 paid subscriptions. I guarantee you, I know for a fact now, thanks to Rocket Money, that I have far more than that. You could have subscribed to something five years ago and been paying for it ever since, and you wouldn't even remember. That's how they get you, y'all, and Rocket Money is here to help. Rocket Money, formerly known as True Bill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills, All in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they have completely forgotten about, like that streaming service you bought to just watch one show on, or that free trial that you never even used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you, so you can stop paying for the ones you no longer want. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth, clicking all them little links they'll send you. None of that. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a
0: year. Cho, what do you think about it? Well, buddy, thank God uh, for Rocket Money. My wife always makes fun of me because I just subscribe to everything. And and I always tell her, like, it's a write-off. She's like, you can't write off everything. I'm like, but it's about the Royals, and I do a podcast on... Dude, they gave us a subscription. I was subscribed to some, like, Swedish... Type yeah. of Netflix that I don't even remember having done, and I was paying like nine ninety nine a month. So that's gone. All in all, I ended up saving about seventy five dollars a month in just stuff that I had no idea what I was doing. And you know what I'm going to do with that money, Trey? What? I'm gonna parlay it on the dogs this week. So thank yeah. you, Rocket Money, for yeah. giving me money to gamble I was, with. I was gonna say, Stop make your head. <laughs> Yeah, you have to. That's found money. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash POA. That's rocketmoney.com slash POA. Rocketmoney.com slash POA. Y'all, it is cold out there, but it ain't no reason you can't keep your weenie warm. That's right. We're talking about our good friends over at Blue Chew. Fellas, we all know that confidence can take you far in life, and that's especially true in the bedroom when it comes time to step up to the plate, a.k.a. the crotchal region of the one you love, and that's where Blue Chew comes in. Trey, please tell our friends about Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the
1: same active ingredients as Viagra and Seattle, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead to get down or you can just be ready to get down whenever an opportunity comes up. The process is simple. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. That's the best part of the whole damn thing. It's all done down there on the internet there. No more visits to the doctor's office. No awkward wiener conversations. No waiting in line at the pharmacy, running into your football coach. None of that stuff. Blue Chew's tablets are made right here in the U.S. of A. Prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package.
0: Cho, tell them about it. I love it so much. I've been using it for like five years. My wife will not let me go without it. She talks about how much better my wiener is with it, and I can't deny it it is and uh, i'm actually thinking my wife is pregnant but if you think that means i ain't gonna pop a blue chew tonight and wear it out when she gets back from the meeting three you've lost your mind, son because i am i love it it's fantastic trey tell them how they can get blue chew and new year new dick
1: if you want a new year and a new dick and you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform Chew it and do it, baby. Have better sex. We've got a special deal for our listeners. You can try Blue Chew for free. I said free when you use our promo code POA at checkout. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. That ain't nothing. That's Mm bluechew.com, promo code POA to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for continuing to sponsor this here podcast. Get you a new dick. Back everybody, airheads! It's time for we're back to history with Professor Cho. I'm loving switching it up lately, but now we're getting a little more traditional. Talking about the fanciest goddamn eggs in the game, right? Faberge,
0: Faberge. is so it's
1: Faberge again. As earlier, I said I always thought it was Fabrige. Me too. Fab-ru-ge sounds fancier to me than Faberge.
0: No, I agree. Faberge,
1: Faberge sounds dumb. Faberge Faberge Faberge
0: Faberge 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 Yeah, right Rumbles That sounds fancy high. Fucking Faberge
1: <laughs> That ain't it Yeah, that ain't it But apparently it is J. Well, I mean It's not Faberge It's
0: What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Hold on.
1: Faberge. Faberge. Well,
0: hold on, that. Trey. Look at I this. It's it. like, this is how the it R said it. It's got the accent the e. on here. Yeah. Faberge. Right. Fabregi. But I'm saying it goes F-A-B-E-R. I th- always thought it was R-E. Is all yeah, I'm no, saying. I did too.
1: Anyway, what do I know about these things? Nothing. Some motherfucker made a bunch of eggs out of fancy shit, and they're worth a whole lot of money. For some reason, and it's got to do with Russia, and that's it.
0: Well, so I'm with you in that I don't know anything about it, and I mean that in the sense of me about to talk about it. Uh, right, but I always thought that Fabergé was like a type of design, or like a type of cloth, or a t- like I thought Fabergé was a th- a thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like how uh, 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 cotton is a thing. I thought that Fabergé was that. Does that make sense to you? Like yeah. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't or know. Or a
1: design or I, yeah, something. Yeah, like, like I didn't like know it's that. It's like a paisley or something yeah, like paisley, that. Twall, yeah, paisley, toile, whatever. I didn't yeah. know that
0: Fabergé was a human being. Like I thought that like Fabergé either. was like a type of design, much like cotton. But a Fabergé egg, uh, which in Russian means. Hit an egg. Okay, Trey, let me ask you this. Okay. This right here, how you say that? That that that's that's Russian. That's, I know, but like I how do I fucking know? Well, I don't when speak someone that shit. but when someone s- s- spells something in Chinese, For I Skavalska. can. St- oh, that you nailed it! Wait, oh, it says right here: <laughs> Romanize Yitza Freibergi. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Fabergé. It's a
1: Fabergé.
0: Oh, to with it. it's a jeweled egg created by the jewelry firm house of Fabergé in Saint Petersburg, Russia. Uh, there were only, or well, there were as many as sixty-nine created. Nice of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know what, man? I'm growing up. It's a very interesting number. I'm growing up because when I read that, it didn't even occur to me that like there was going to be a 69 joke. Mm, well, yeah, I never miss one. So what are you going to do?
1: Russ has pulled it up, and I saw it, and, I, and I, I'm glad you got to that because, holy shit, I did not realize. Si- only 69 were created and 57, 57 survive on Earth today. Yeah. So, like, I now get. I guess I get the exclusivity of them. They hit so hard because Me too. I did not know there was fucking 57 of them on planet earth. Cause like they feature so heavily in like heist movies and rich right. people plot lines and stuff. And it's like, I just thought that I thought you could, I probably thought you could like commission get a Fabergé, a Fabergé egg. egg. Right, right. right. Exactly. No, I'm
0: the same way. Like I thought that again, Fabergé egg was the same thing as like, I, I don't even like know. Like yeah, a Tiffany
1: diamond? Yeah, Tiffany right. diamond.
0: Or like, it's right. just like a Fabergé is a style of egg. But turns out it's just like. Russ from- just looked
1: up. There's 300 Rembrandt paintings. So there's one sixth. Wow. The number of Rembrandt paintings in the world. Uh, Fabergé eggs. That's wow. That's fucking wild. That's
0: wild. Good, good pull, We're Russ. More like
1: one fifth, I guess. But so. Yeah.
0: The House of Fabergé, and I'm getting this from this uh, startup website that I would really like to shout out right now, if you don't mind. I know that they're not paying for us, but is it cool if I shout out a website that I'm getting this from? Yeah. It's a startup called uh, Wikipedia, Mm
1: -hmm,
0: right? mm -hmm. So, the House of Fabergé.
1: Oh, net don't hear about this. (laughs)
0: I forgot that they're gonna three Facts.net. Yeah,
1: you fucking you've deviated from facts.net, went over to whatever this Wikipedia <laughs> shit is. I'm more of a facts.net guy myself, but okay. you know that I
0: wanted to I had an idea to do a podcast where I uh I basically just like talked facts into the microphone, which I know is what we you know try to do. Uh, <laughs> sure. But <laughs> I was gonna call it Hicopedia. Uh uh-huh. And there's okay. already that there's already a Hicopedia. Isn't that a fucking what, it sound bummer? What's like, a
1: Wikipedia, but for redneck shit? Yeah. Okay. Except has- for like,
0: but it does hit, but don't you think that if it did hit, we would have already heard about it without me having to look it up? I don't know. Yeah, I'm look up Hicopedia. Yeah, Hicopedia, there it is. What did it say? The best online resource for, anyway. I'm just uh, saying that we should have, we should have done
1: said- that. so your idea was what? You're going to speak facts into a microphone? I
0: was going to do so, my. Where are you going to get these facts? Wikipedia. wikipedia yeah wikipedia <laughs> so but you're I, just but gonna I was, read wikipedia no, 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 and, I, but I was, accent and call it Hicopedia? well first off trey i'm not doing first off trey for that. i'm doing that do. right yeah, now I know, right, yeah. but i was gonna take what's on wikipedia and turn it into my my own spin like i was gonna like then give my opinions on it and call it Hicopedia, which again is this fucking show bro
1: Tr- hold up you've you've put me off on i'm fine thing.
0: let's look at it
1: Hicopedia. How about this? Russ has pulled it up and there's a section on Wikipedia: top 10 redneck sayings. <laughs> top 10 redneck sayings and number one, ain't no point in beating a dead horse. Of course. Can't, can't hurt me. Yeah. Whoop that horse's uh, ass. A face like a bulldog chewing a wasp. Ask yeah. her what time it is, and she'll tell you how to build a clock. I like that one. No, I love that I one. Know, I don't think I've ever heard I, that. I, 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 hear,
0: I hear that a lot with uh, Jim Ross. You know the uh, yeah. the wrestling course, commentator. Yeah. He always talks about how like he goes. I don't like people. He goes. I want you. To, if I ask you what time it is, I want you to tell me what time it is, not tell me how to build a clock. Yeah,
1: the number ten I think is great because I think we talked about this. When you talk about your grandma with the glass-eyed squealy worm and stuff like the what? fucking. You're right. Some, some redneck sayings are just like, what the fuck? So number 10 on this list is getting money out of me right now would be like trying to shove butter up a wild, <laughs> butter up a wild cat's butt with a hot poker. I've actually like, heard that I one. I get it. One that I heard when I was a kid was something like, yada, 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 quicker than a grease string out a cat's asshole. Yeah. And it's like, I've heard that one. That would come out pretty quick, I guess. But like, what? the fuck are you talking about
0: anyway does a one-legged duck swim in circles i I like that that one one. yeah i've I've heard heard that one one. dumber than a box. well yeah dude that don't even need to be as
1: a farmer with one hoe and two rattlesnakes
0: full of piss and vinegar i've always been curious about what even like all of these right here i can go yeah i know what they mean yeah what does full of piss and vinegar mean like why would that? Because full of because we all know that like full of piss and vinegar means somebody that's like I'd say just ready to go sour, you know. Yeah, but that don't really make sense to me because they're like he's he's young and he's ready to go. He's full of piss and vinegar. Like, why does that mean ready to fucking rock and roll? Because that's what full of piss and vinegar means is like ready to rock and roll. You know what I mean? The, I don't know. The Apparently origin, John
1: Steinbeck coined that. Really, I never knew that. 1936, John Steinbeck's novel, In Oops. Dubious Battle. How about
0: that? Who knew? I will be damned. Well, That's some,
1: yeah. that's some auspicious origins right there.
0: Well, back, anyway, to, yeah, back to my talk topic. About, let's talk
1: about these eggs. Back God to goddamn. my
0: topic. The House of Fabergé was founded by Gustav Fabergé mm-hmm. in 1842 in St. Petersburg, Russia. Mm-hmm. The Fabergé egg was a later addition to the product line by his son, Peter Carl, Fabergé. So here's what happened. Uh, czar Alexander III was just like, you know, I'm a czar, right? Everybody, everybody in here agrees that I'm a czar. And so if I'm going to get my wife something, it probably needs to be some like czar type shit right so he goes to this uh gustav or excuse me peter fabergé motherfucker and he's just like yo man make me something and he's just like okay that bitch like eggs how about an egg yeah right (laughs) and so the czar was like what the fuck do you mean a egg and he was just like Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, right. Like, let me make this egg, and I'll tell you. So it was for Easter, right? And it was before his coronation. So Alexander III and Maria Ferradinova. Nailed it. They were (laughs) given eggs, uh, one of which contained, like, inside the egg, there were all these things. So it was sort of like, you know how, like, Russian dolls be? Yeah, or like a kinder egg. A kinder egg, right. So, like, apparently so in Russia...
1: the, the faber eggs originally had hits inside of them?
0: Yes. So, apparently okay. in Russia... It's
1: making more sense to me by the minute.
0: Yeah, apparently in Russia, their whole thing were, it was like... We need hits, and then you open them hits, and then there's other hits inside Uh of there. And then just when you think that there's no more hits, we open that hit up, and there's another hit in there.
1: Looks like, based on what Russ is clicking around on over here, that Fabergé still exists, and they're really married to the egg thing now, which I guess I understand. So nowadays, they're making like egg shaped lockets. Is it still the same company? Yeah, it looks like it. I don't know. Same name. Somebody else, I'm sure, probably bought it. That's nice, a little seal inside of an egg on a necklace. Who wouldn't want that?
0: So the first one that he gave the dude, uh, it contained a silver dagger and two skulls. That hits. That and hits so way harder than a seal. It does. And and the egg also came with messages in it, kind of like a fortune cookie when you would open it up. And the first message that it said was, Christ is risen. Way oh, to make man. it not hit. Yeah, right.
1: Absolutely. Fucking
0: start out metal
1: as fuck, and then I'll get all stupid with it well anyway. then
0: but then it goes back to getting metal the second message was you may crush us but we nihilist shall rise again
1: that is so
0: the opposite
1: the two i agree the two fucking messages like how does the same dude land on those two things
0: i don't understand
1: nihilist shall reign supreme or whatever you said also jesus is lord like it that makes don't make no sense. nihilism
0: and Jesus that, they're don't have. Not right. Well, actually, they're that's not true. Like Jesus was they? actually kind of a nihilist. Okay, but nihilists don't believe in nothing, right? Right. Jesus is the thing that people believe in. Right. You can't be a nihilist and think Jesus hits. No, that's a hundred percent. You can't be a nihilist and believe that Jesus hits. But if you really think about Jesus and how, when Jesus was around, he was bucking the entire system. Like, he was out there going, like, Caesar, uh-uh. All this stuff that y'all are saying, right. uh-uh. He was, was a bit nihilist. of a ni- eh. No, he believed in people. He was, Jesus was like... Actually, that's true. Right. Yeah, no, you're A nihilist right.
1: is somebody that don't believe
0: in In nothing. Shit.
1: Like, there ain't no point or meaning to fucking nothing. And that, Jesus weren't that.
0: Yeah, that's actually uh, very true. So, Russ, uh, I'm not going to bring it up right now, but here in a second, I did put in the doc a uh, list of, like the biggest, right most there. expensive Fabergé eggs. Very top, brother. Right. So Very I'm going to say a couple more things, and then we're going to look at that. So before Easter 1885, Alexander III's brother, Alexander's the one that gave him this uh, skull Fabergé egg that said Christ is risen. The Grand Duke Vladimir Alexandrov suggested that Peter Carl Fabergé uh, create a jeweled egg so this type of egg is to believe to be inspired by an ivory hen egg made for the Danish royal collection in the 18th century known as the hen egg, which I believe we're going to see. I thought it was on the top there, but it's got like you open it up and there's a fucking yolk in that motherfucker. Made out of what, gold? Yeah, look at it. Just go back up to the top and let's look at these motherfuckers right here. So... These are the most expensive. Uh, go by to the top. Go to go to the top. These are the most expensive Faberge eggs that there are, and they're pretty fucking crazy. Okay, so eleven, the cradle with the garlands egg made my chief. Uh, all right. No, it's all right. Made by Chief Workmaster, which is a wonderful name for a person to have. Onrik Wiegstrom. On, yeah, Onrik Wiegstrom. This ornate egg was sold to a private collector for Did three points.
1: Chief Workmaster is a great
0: name for a person to have. I thought his name was Chief Workmaster. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, that's nominative determinism, I didn't know right? Russia there. had Indians. I'm such a fucking idiot. Uh, that's his title. Yeah, right. His name was Henri So this is also known as the Love Trophy's Egg. It was commissioned by Tsar Nicholas II for his wife, Alexandria, uh, uh, upon the birth of their son. The surprise hidden, and this is the thing with these, there's a surprise hidden inside. It was a miniature of the Imperial Children, but this one is still missing. But look at that motherfucker right there. That don't look like an egg. It to doesn't make. look like an egg. That looks that's like a crockpot. Like that's a crockpot. That's that a
1: Faberge crockpot. Yeah, I didn't know that some of their eggs was less egg-like than others. I agree. So also, now, also, I what... wonder how Enrique got away with that. You'd think that old man Faberge would be like, that "This ain't, ain't no a... egg. Make that more of an egg, egg right? What do I pay you for, you dumb motherfucker?" I agree. Now I'm demoting you to lesser
0: workmaster. Yeah, you make the eggs that don't hit. Right now we're getting into the Orson Welles section, the Rosebud Egg made by Michael Perchin under the supervision of Peter Carl Fabergé. So at this point, I guess this guy was like, you remember when we talked in that episode about um, who was a uh, uh, who was that dude in in uh, in uh, Italy that hit real hard? Uh, uh, Leonardo da Vinci, Leonardo da Vinci, yeah. And how Leonardo da Vinci, like, actually didn't do all the stuff that was credited Hold on. to him.
1: I'm sorry, the actual answer to that question was Leonardo da Vinci, because I was
0: joking. No, it was da Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> but I've told you about this, I mean, he haven't is I? That
1: dude in Italy that hit
0: real hard. It's Leonardo da Vinci. But I was saying that as a gag, because like, but why what, But like, but it's also true. Well, right. I knew what to ask to get the answer that I wanted. He right. was that dude in Italy that hit real hard. Yeah. So you remember that I was talking about how Leonardo da Vinci, like he actually, like basically, was like Sherwin Williams. <laughs> you don't remember this
1: <laughs> yeah like he had minions
0: yeah so yeah, right. it was like uh thomas kincaid or like yeah. um who's the dude that writes uh who that that writes uh the books uh clancy yeah like right. how it's not really them right. it's just a dude that yeah. he has said he yeah. represents me so fabergé was doing. so that. i think fabergé was doing this at this point uh, You've got the Hen Egg made by Unknown Workmaster. See, that's a wild name to have. The Hen Egg. I was going to read it, it and here we go. That known as the first Hen Egg or the jeweled Hen Egg was a gift from the Emperor Alexander III to his wife, uh, again, uh, Empress Maria Fedranova. Yep, there you that go. Is well, that- a, uh, that's a tennis playing bitch,
1: if okay. I had to guess. I don't think we have to read through all these. Let's, let's see what we got here. No,
0: I don't think we do either. Fuck let's
1: find one that hits the Order of Saint George egg. What's that look like, Russ? Yeah, yeah. go now back that's up. That's egg is hell right there. That's a super egg right there. So that's, that's a very Easter bad egg because that's a egg ass egg right there.
0: Yeah, I would like to use this as a point to mention to you that if you're just if you only listen to this podcast, you should watch it because that is a very fancy uh, egg right there. It kind that kind of looks like the. Um, uh in cinderella the uh the pumpkin type thing like it looks like a carriage i don't know these eggs they do hit
1: i gotta admit i I like these eggs but i'm still it's still wild to me (sighs) like the other things we talked about like this does fit with the designer clothes it's like how did these eggs become the thing? Because it, all these eggs that we're looking at are like they were commissioned.
0: Yeah, right. You know, and they like, were all commissioned by the fabergé person. No, uh, they were
1: commissioned from the fabergé Yeah, from person. the
0: fabergé person. That's well, what I'm
1: saying. People that hit were coming to this guy and being like, "I gotta have one of them eggs." And so he was like, "You want an egg? I can make you an egg." I would. And I he would, was like, "Chief Workmaster, get your ass in here. Got a new egg order." And like that's where all these eggs came from, but it was over the course of like
0: fifty years. And he right. Sixty nine of these things total. Well, I think like, I think the reason I don't know, they it's wild. I think the reason they started hitting so hard. So like you know after uh uh King Vladimir Victor Crumb, whatever the fucking uh the dude was, mm-hmm. he made his wife one. She was super uh, like she it really hit for her. So. She made Alexander appoint the Faberge Feller a goldsmith by special appointment to the imperial crown, and then commissioned another egg the next year. And, like, basically, every year on her birthday, this dude was to make a new egg okay. so he had like a standing gig
1: and this is like for the this lady the in the whole in the whole realm so, so like well, everybody that, else was I, like uh, right. right so yeah, it's right. kind of like it's honestly it kind of
0: like what you were saying about designer clothes where it's like if we can get one person who hits to say that this right. thing hits right right so like he's designing shit for the czar And you know everybody else that, like, has some money, like, all the the Downton Abbey type people who, like, they're not in the royal family, but they got a lot of money. They're like, we have to have a fucking Fabergé egg, too. And he can charge whatever he wants.
1: I know you're not going to remember this, but, Cho, I'd like for you in the future
0: to talk about the Rothschilds. Uh, I have it circled right here about how the, i just the, mean the, the Rothschilds Roth... in general no me thing. too and i've, and, I've... I, and i don't
1: want to get even a little bit anti-semitic well, i'm see, just fascinated by uh their whole thing well i've thought about they're like the richest they're family super ever. fancy it's like them are the Koch brothers them the Them the Koch brothers i've thought well
0: i I've actually actually thought about talking about the Rothschilds a lot, and every single time I've sort of punted the idea in my head because I was like, how do I do this without sounding with my accent like I'm going like, these guys don't hit because they're Jews. We ain't
1: got to get into the Jewish part. I mean, I guess that's a big part of their whole deal. But anyway, we don't have to focus on that. But this is a Rothschild egg right here, and it's got a clock in it. They're the only ones that got an egg that also has a clock. They had to get not only the main egg man, they had to call in a clock man to work with the egg
0: man to make this egg clock. Matter of fact, that's they, fancy as
1: fuck. You know who had the money to do that? Only the
0: Rothschilds. I that's know. They're actually, they're actually only one of the, they're like one of the only three like independent families that was able to commission a right. faberge royals. like it was right. basically all the See, royals and then the Rothschild. Rathja- yes exactly right. that's what i'm talking about they
1: were just a family that hit on the same level as the czars and yes stuff.
0: That's, that's what i'm saying back wild. in that day and that's they still wild. it is fucking wild but like it was basically czars and the the duchess of marlborough Mm -hmm. And the Rothschild family and the Eusophants or something like that. So, like, basically, unless you were royalty or royalty adjacent or the goddamn Rothschilds, you could not get a Fabergé egg. So following the revolution and the nationalization of the Fabergé workshop... So like that yeah, happened. Right.
1: They seized the means of production. They seized the, the means of production, there, yeah. right? Uh, in Saint Petersburg, by the <laughs> so it Bo- tells me them peasants couldn't make eggs
0: the same way. I, uh, after that, yeah, but, we're gonna know. get to that. By the Bolsheviks in, these, in 1918, the in nineteen eighteen, the Faberge family left Russia. I bet they were like, you know what, man? No, hit. we must go somewhere where our hits are appreciated. Right. Right, so the Faberge trademark has since been sold several times, okay. and several companies have retailed egg-related merchandise right. yeah. using the Faberge name. They're still doing it from 1998 to 2009. The Victor Mayer Jewelry Company produced limited edition Faberge eggs authored under uh, a license, but the trademark is now owned by Faberge Limited, which makes egg-themed. Jewelry. Yeah, we saw it earlier. We looked at it. Yeah, right. And I'm, I'm actually glad that this happened, if only for the fact that, yeah, I do need to talk about the Rothschilds because the only thing that I ever hear about the Rothschilds is, no, I was
1: wrong. The hittiest Fabergé egg of all time is also a clock.
0: Yeah, most uh, of them they 30, open up.
1: Thirty three million dollar egg right there. That one, the third imperial egg, and it's a clock over in, on the inside.
0: Over in Russia, stuff opens up, and there's other hits in it. Yeah, I mean that does hit. That's well, a, dude, they all hit. Yeah, right. That's a, they're all fucking rad, but that's it's a just, hell of a thing. But it's just crazy. Like that's I didn't, awesome. I didn't know that Fabergé was the same as like Gucci. Like, I thought, again, I thought Fabergé was a print or something like that. But, like, yeah, man, there's only 59 or whatever, 57 left in the fucking world. Wow. So if me and you can ever get our hands on a Fabergé egg. Uh, yeah. Then we're done with everything
1: else forever. I think yeah, that would happen. I agree. Yeah. So that's well, all I know about it. Fabergé well, eggs. Well, tying it back to the opening topic, you know, we need to find them 12 lost Fabergé eggs. Yep. Nice. That all in my flow? Yep. okay all right enjoy clearing the airs like subscribe write <laughs> and review all that shit somebody come over here and clean my floor up glad y'all here. we love you uh welcome to 2023 motherfuckers we got plenty more in store say goodbye
0: three four one two that was fun. three four royalty and rednecks are alike they both like cutting and picking fights biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong Sit on down with Cory and Trey and learn some fancy shit. Today we'll laugh
1: and let even when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on, airs, putting on, airs, putting on. What's up, everybody? It's time to clear the airs. Look who it is. It's me. I'm back. I ain't been here in a minute for this part of the show. I've been deep in the hollers of rural Tennessee for the past three weeks, handling a bunch of doing some holiday stuff, but also handling a bunch of bullshit uh, with the house I grew up in, having to clean it out and whatnot. And that was not fun. I actually want to talk about that on a future episode of Putting on Airs, uh, the difference I feel between those experiences like when a parent dies, you got a house to deal with, like for fancy people versus yeah. what the type of shit I was yeah. digging through, you know. But I want to wait for yeah. an actual like episode, which, Corey, those will be a little different in the near future, huh? Because we got a pretty big uh, and unexpected announcement to make right now. Corey, you want to tell him?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so over the Christmas holidays, uh, uh, our producer Russ has decided to, uh, mosey on to different pastures. It, uh, it, you probably, if you were watching this episode, you probably saw a little ticker in there. If you're, if you're watching it, not listening to it, where I was having to go back and put all the pictures in myself, and I didn't have the other stuff because there's, there's been some communication errors. Uh, so you probably knew that Russ was already gone, but yeah, he left. It was very surprising to us, obviously. Uh, We wish Russ well. We hope everything is okay. Uh, If I'm keeping it hunted, we really don't know. (laughs) So, uh, like I said, I hope it's good. But because of that, as Trey was saying, I'm going to be the de facto producer for at least a couple weeks uh, until we bring uh, a new producer on uh, who we've already talked to. So everything's going to be fine. But those episodes, uh, just by the virtue of how we're going to do it, they're going to be remote. They will be dolled up. They will look and sound perfect. But things will be a little bit different here in the airstream for well, I guess we could just say indefinitely. I mean,
1: yeah, pretty much. And so but to be completely clear, y'all know we do these in batches typically. That's how we have done it. So we've got, I think, this episode and three more, three or four more, something like that. That's correct. That, yes. Yeah, that's, that's right. Right. That's we had done in the last batch so producer russ will live on in spirit and those uh those episodes at least and then when we get to the end of those that's when things will uh will change as joe said um indefinitely we hope it's not too much of a you know an inconvenience or an imposition for y'all just like i said sort of came up out of nowhere and we're gonna do the best we can because even because just just like even for Corey coming out here and setting it all up to do them the way we've been doing them. Like we absolutely need another person here, uh, during that time, which is why we're going to have to do them remote till we figure something else out. But anyway, yeah. So,
0: yeah, but I'd like to say this because, uh, I, you know, I happen to know the uh, producer that we're bringing in for the, uh, the in- inter- interim producer mm-hmm. or whatever, I guess is what it were. And I'm going to tell you this the episodes will be different not worse do you know what i'm saying they will be different but that doesn't mean bad we will still bringing you we will still be bringing you all the definite 100% true facts uh always. and great uh, always and wonderful british anecdotes and all that good stuff so it's going to be great
1: yeah we'll hit so this week was uh designer clothes and fiber j eggs y'all will be Utterly shocked to hear that I have not gone back and listened to it, but Cho has because he's, he's well, you couldn't it together. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, true. you literally we, couldn't have. We just got the files, Cho is the one putting it together. So, uh, how do we do? Would any any big uh, mishaps
0: or we get get wild? What happened? No. We, well, I, the, the cold open was pretty wild <laughs> because I'm still doing it the same. But yeah, no, we, I think we were good. We talked about Big Johnson shirts a lot. We talked about <laughs> yeah. Dixie Outfitters a lot. And I'm super bummed to say, and again, if you're watching this episode, you already know this. There was a picture that you can tell them what happened, actually. You described a Big Johnson shirt, and then I was like, I'll be goddamned, I can't find it. And what was mm-hmm. it that happened? Uh, you mean
1: like why sold couldn't out. you find it? Yeah, well, I don't know if this outfitter <laughs> sold, sold out, out of the Trump stylized as Tupac type. <laughs> thing. Look more like he wasn't in blackface on the shirt or nothing, but he had like Tupac tattoos and a six pack and shit. He looked yeah. like Travis Barker or whatever. Uh, obviously a good quality item and they've either sold out or just maybe it's like the McRib. They'll bring it back later. <laughs> but either way, if you, if you get on big Johnson's website right now, or I'm sorry, Dixie Outfitters website right now is a Dixie Outfitters shirt. If you get on their website right now, they've got a lot more, you know, choice options on there a lot of skulls a lot of punisher ripoffs a lot of flags a lot of mm-hmm. things like that they said they uh s- there's one that says i support lgbt liberty bible guns and trump so you know some yeah, s- s- still some good stuff out there on the dixie outfitters website <laughs> but that particular <laughs> item seems to have uh gone astray in the interim so yeah sorry about that
0: I- I did see that they're the official uh, uh, purveyor. Is that is that mm-hmm. how I would say that? Sure. They're the official purveyor of the uh, White Lives Matter shirt. So they're doing just nice. a lot of unfortunate stuff over there. <laughs> 6- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That's, it was, that's that, their that was whole deal. Episode. It okay. was a good episode. I like it much better when... Uh, I haven't had to watch the whole thing all the way through a bunch to add pictures in, but it is a good episode. So uh, one thing I'd like to point out to people
1: uh, just to sort of uh, give some upsides to the changes that will be making in the near future um, for however long they end up being the case, you know, doing them remotely, as we've done a couple of times before, but that'll mean we can be... Yeah. More up to date, you know, like if something fancy happens and something happens with Harry and Megan or whatever, some shit that people are talking about, you won't be seeing us from six months ago. You'll be seeing us from that very week. Also, because we did them in batches, me and Joe had to cram like uh, Adderall whacked out college sophomores or whatever, because we had to have over the course of a weekend, we had to have 12 little episodes worth of shit that we had to keep in our brains that whole time. Now, you know, we can maybe go a little more in depth on certain topics, get our facts even more factual, which I feel like might seem impossible, but I think we can do it. So there'll be some upsides to it. I believe.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, uh, this is, this is, a uh, when we first, when we first, a lot of people don't know this, they've never seen the episodes, but we did it remote to start with. And that's how it worked was like I think we did eight episodes and it took us like eight weeks to do it. So when I was doing Professor Cho, I got used to I was like, okay, all week I will binge this topic and then I'll talk about it. And then we decided we were going to do them in batches. And so what we did was we went out there and we just redid those episodes, which was easy. I already knew the information, but I'm pretty sure that the first episode where I didn't already have all the information and I had to cram. Would you like to guess what episode that was? Uh, Anastasia, right? (laughs) It was Anastasia. And it was the first time I got called out on shit. And I was like, I fucking knew this would happen.
1: Yeah. But well, that's the big news here uh, from Airstream studios here in the POA world. So, Yes, all the best to Russ. We thank him for everything he did so far. He was a tremendous help. And uh, we'll miss him and his neck tattoos and stuff. But the show (laughs) must go on. So with that said, you got some
0: uh, emails for me? I I do. I've got airmail for you, Trey. Uh, his, this subject line history suggestion slash Fermi feedback, please don't use my name. Okay. <laughs> That's my favorite thing now. Hey, y'all been listening to your show for a couple months now, and the new episodes have become a major upside to my week. Keep up the good work. Anyway, I have a history topic for pro show to cover whenever y'all get around to it. The topic or rather person is Timothy Dexter, or as I like to call him, the original white trash success story. Mm. I know a bit about him from another podcast I listen to and would like to hear y'all's take on this story. I'll have to look that up. Uh, the Fermi Paradox has long been one of my favorite topics to bring up in conversation to completely mess with someone's entire perspective on how the universe works, which for me, being a lifelong nerd, is a lot of fun. Loved hearing y'all's take on it and looking forward to more segments like it. On a completely unrelated note, have y'all ever done or considered doing any shows in Montana? I know that there's people here that would find y'all hilarious. P.S. Squirrels absolutely positively beyond of a shadow of a doubt cannot love <laughs> yes i
1: didn't know how that sentence was going to end
0: and i was on the edge of my yeah, seat it was a perfect way to word it so
1: yeah <laughs> thank you uh anonymous montanan uh we've never done a show in montana it's one of the few states it's one of the, like three or four states in america that three. we haven't done a show yeah. in but i would uh i would love to i've always heard Montana's beautiful and um maybe we'll figure that out in the future um so yeah, Timothy it's great. Dester, I lived there for a very brief uh period and it was awesome. I think that I think maybe I've heard of this guy and looked him up before. I remember making a note about him when I found out about this guy for the first time. Uh I think it's the same dude. He I mean, I'm just briefly looking over his Wikipedia, but he was like a dude that uh got rich but seemed to be an idiot i think or something like that <laughs> like he was real real lucky and fell bass backwards into fortune yeah. and and infamy i think so yeah Kramer. We, we, Yeah, right so yeah you should make a note of that show look him up in the future because i do think it would be a good uh good topic
0: yeah absolutely i'll do that thank you for the recommendation uh sleepless in montana Uh, subject line here, bubbly drink slash fancy restaurant crossover. I meant to tell this story after hearing the snooty restaurant episode, but it's even more appropriate now that I've heard the bubbly ep. When my husband and I were in Italy several years ago, we went to a Michelin starred restaurant near the Vatican. It was freezing cold in temperature and decor. So I knew it would be nothing like the other meals we'd had in the country. They took us to our table and handed us menus, normal enough so far. But the menu wasn't a food menu. It was a water menu. One side had five to six sparkling waters listed. The other side was five to six flat flat waters. For real, y'all. Each water had like a two-line description in the menu. Sorry. Each water had like a two-line description in the menu telling us more about water than you could ever think to know. Earthiness, mineral flavor, small slash, large-slash-small bubbles, where it came from, and other nonsense that I don't even remember. We should have taken a picture, but it was just so absurd we were in shock. Looking at my menu, I was also confused because there were no prices. Was the water free and included in whatever exorbitant price they were going to charge us for the food? But when I said something to my husband, he flipped his menu around to show me that he had prices. It was one of those... <laughs> What? <laughs> Wait. Is it this was what one I think of those. It, <laughs> an- it was one of those antiquated deals where the woman doesn't yeah. need to know the price, only yeah. the man. Sure. well what's she gonna do with absolutely you know what i mean like i mean i mean i get it uh yada 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 we then paid our 500 hundred dollar bill and left sometimes pretension is nothing but smoke and mirrors love y'all uh amanda montgomery slash mama montasky monta yes mama montasky okay i dig it yeah that hit. so yeah and obviously
1: i'm just joking about that but like we've i think that like uh i i don't know i ain't been to italy and france and stuff but i feel like that type of shit, like still be going down uh over there oh for more, sure with more regularity than yeah, the old than country people realize yeah right um and also Absolutely. So like, and i mean like
0: flavored waters like lacroix fancy lacroix type situations and the 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 sparklings ones were but the flat ones was just different types of minerals in it okay don't hit. Yeah, don't hit. No, it don't hit. Also, like, I, I get what they're doing. They're like, we're old school. Women don't need it. But, like, imagine making separate menus right. just to do that. Yeah, you have to, like, <laughs> like that's you have a to, choice. Like, put, yeah, right. You have to put effort into that uh, chauvinism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, it would be one thing if the chauvinism was, like, the man he oh, they only handed the man the menu. Like, he right. orders. He orders. Sure. But, like. Two separate, like, hey, did, can you get me one of those women <laughs> menus? Like, well, that's crazy. Well, what do you think? I wonder
1: what they do if, like, a lesbian couple goes in there, just kick them out? Or, like, pick, yeah, the, manliest, they can. pick the manliest yeah. looking one? Or, like, yeah. well, if it's just two gals, two, you know, young professional women, two Italian lawyers or something who work together mm-hmm. and want to have a hit and meal, they're just like, well, they look at them and they're just like, well, this can't work. Like, they're like, you know, someone has to pay for this. Zach. Yeah, like, you, someone's got to pay, and you're <laughs> both women. So, <laughs> like, I don't understand what's, is your, is, is your dad going to come pay us when you're done? <laughs> like, what's happening here? <laughs> oh, spaghetti
0: people, man. Spaghetti people. What are you going to do? All right. We got one. More here, and I saved it for last because the subject line alone is going to make you so happy, Trey. Um, the subject line here is black queer redneck, yeah. Uh, hi, guys, <laughs> and uh, luckily it is he is that, it's not someone yeah. complaining, yeah. you know Who what I mean. saw one,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Y'all never hey, belong at the grocery it. store, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Black queer redneck. Sorry. Sorry, David. We're having fun with you already. Hey, guys, my name is David, and I discovered you two on Medium Popcorn when you reviewed the classic Ah. wrestling movie Ready to Rumble. Tremendous Mm -hmm. with our friend Brandon Collins. Absolutely. Only to discover that I have been a fan of Trey for a long time as I enjoyed the liberal redneck YouTube videos. Anyway, as a self proclaimed black emo queer redneck from South Carolina currently in New York City, I fucking love you guys. I much like I much like Corey and am an obsessive pro wrestling fan and nerd and can can and will use wrestling to relate and explain my understanding of subjects. And I also enjoy your more highbrow subjects. And might I add your references to Southern Hip Hop hits for me? Oh, love it. Yeah. Love it. Giving me the Vipers. Anyway, I wrote you to... <laughs> anyway, I wrote to tell you that you guys are, at least in my opinion, cool white boy at the cookout status, meaning that you guys don't act like stereotypical cartoons of blackness, but yeah, if a group of black people might see you in the streets and go... Oh, shit. I know that ain't Corey and Trey over there. <laughs> Man, y'all get over there. Man, y'all get over here. We got Henny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyways, love you guys and keep doing what you do. Love, David. David, we love
1: you. Yeah, that is I'm not joking, the highest of honors as far as I'm concerned. Yep. The cook I've been uh yep. I've been anointed cookout status a couple of times on the internet and stuff for various me videos I've done and it's always just uh
0: yeah, warms my cold dead heart. So thank you, David. I, I have too, but here's what bothers me about it is it's always a rhetorical invitation to the barbecue. I mm-hmm. would really like directions and a yeah. date and you know, like like, I'll provide my own transportation, but I would really, really like to go to one of these because I hear, Trey, that the macaroni, uh, to quote one of my black friends. ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to have that. You know, thank you, David. We love you and tell your all your other gay black redneck friends that they would love the show, too. We love doing the show for you. We're sorry for all the hiccups, but it's going to be great. Please like, download, subscribe, tell all you friends. And if you're just listening and you ain't watching, go to watchpoa.com. It's a wonderful experience. Yeah.